What happens when you decide that you are ready to take your life to the next level? I'm here to tell you your path to success will not be a straight or quick timeline. It will ask of you to shed your old story, build your emotional intelligence, and put down the story of struggle once and for all to bring your visions to life. This is the unedited audio doc narrated by me, Nina Hayes, providing real life examples and lessons to help you on your journey of becoming elite. So if you're ready, let's go. Have you ever wondered why every time something hits the internet, it now becomes like this task, this job, this thing that has like specific way to do and now everybody's creating their own specific way to do it? Like, I feel like, especially what I noticed on social media, especially 15 years ago, when it came to the internet, it was like, make your MySpace page, make your Black Planet page, right? Make your website and you will go to the internet and you will be able to log out, right? It was like BRB coming back, see you later. And you will go and be a part of your life, right? Now, today that we have access to the internet literally within 30 seconds, right? You can get on a social media app within 10 seconds. I'm noticing that it's reversed. It's almost like you're using or people are using social media to learn real life. And now it just becomes like every little thing you do has this list, has this way of doing And then other people get in and they kind of share like, okay, well, this is how I did this or this is how I did that. I've learned how to like clean the filters out in my dishwasher. I've learned how to like do housework off of social media. I've learned things about credit and consumer reporting And all of that through the internet. Now, one thing I've noticed is that there's this theme of, you know, you have to get your clients to know you, like you, and trust you. And I have explained to my client base the same thing. Right, You want your clients to know you like you trust you. Like That's the thing that gets clients to you. But I think what I've noticed, or I've noticed this, and I think from noticing that, is that we're getting further away from genuinely sharing advice to creating this persona And deeming it authentic. And so when you meet people, you don't even know if you're meeting who they really are or if you're meeting this personal brand. And if you're not meeting who they really are, then their personal brand could be taking you in a direction that you don't even know you're going to. Because on social media, a lot of people are not taking into account the accountability, I guess you could say, 
I really don't feel like that's the right word, but people are not taking into account what happens when people actually use everything you give them for free with poor expectations. That was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot. I know. And I want to talk about it today because this is important. It doesn't matter what industry you work in. Like if you help other people to do something, depending on what it is that you help them do, it's extremely important to be clear to say, this is not legal advice. This is not medical advice. I am simply sharing this information on social media. Do it at your own whim. If you want to actually work with me so we can work on your specific thing, then you're going to have to hire me to assist you. I truly believe social media started off that way where it was like, okay, share little tips about what you do because now people can like get to know you. They can decide if they like you or not. And then you consistently giving them little tips that helps them with small things in their day-to-day that helps them to trust you over time. And you got to be consistent and you got to be this and you got to be that. And I'm like, I get that. I do. And I'm at a point now where I'm realizing this no longer works. There was a situation that I had where I sat down and I was reading this psychologically threatening letter. And the letter basically was an attack onto me because the person felt that I was going to give them something that a person in their right mind would know is inappropriate. And I want to talk about this because my clients are like, hey, we're top of the industry. We want to become authorities now. We want to actually like not be this person that's like, oh, people can pay me to do this one thing. I want it to be where when my name is announced, they know like it's a pretty penny to work with this person because I'm an authority in my industry. I am constantly leading the way. And I don't just teach the jargon and the same rhetoric that the industry is teaching. I have consumed it. I have researched it. I have analyzed it. And now I'm innovating it. And because I'm innovating it, my workbook, my textbook, my way of doing it is presented by me. And it's not controlled by things outside of me. See, my client is there. My client is like, I've done the way of the industry. I've done the protocols. I've taken the classes. I've done it. And now it's been years later. And I realized that there's a different way. I have bumped my head. I have experienced these things. And I realized it's a it's a different season. Times are changing. My industry is slow to change. So I'm a part of the change makers. See, that's my client. But what my client is also realizing is that their client base is expecting them to explain every single little step. And I'm talking about like, here's how you blow your nose. You're going to grab three to five pieces of two-ply tissue. Like, that was the old way. And so my client is like, they're in a moment where they're like, okay, I feel like 
in order for people to know me, to like me, and to trust me, I have to go and help them to understand that they can get out of the beginner stage to where I am. And I think that is such an amazing thing to look at because when you're leading the industry, who told us that you have to go all the way back to the beginning and bring people up years to where you are? And I really sat down and I I was like, you know what? I don't know if I want to even talk about this because I feel like it's scattered. I feel like it's all over the place. But like, no, this is something that is absolutely important. Because if you are saying that you are building a big business, and let's say you're on year 10 or you're on year 20, now you feel compelled that you have to go all the way back to people who have just started their career two months ago. And that's your version of give back. And I truly believe that because that concept is like culturally rooted for many, where you feel like, okay, well, if you learn, it's your responsibility to open the door for somebody else. I feel like culturally that's an issue, but I also feel like there's a part in there where the confidence and the self-esteem increase that we need is not there as well. What I've noticed is that it's easy to be known and liked and trusted by people who see your chapter 50 and they're on chapter one. And they're the ones, the ones that are on chapter one, they're the ones that are going to reach out to you They're going to say, oh my gosh, I want to know more. Oh my gosh, I'm so inspired. And we love them. We love them when they're on chapter one and chapter 10 because they're excited. They're ready to go. They're ready to get it. Like they're they're ready to move. And a lot of times their only concern is that they don't have the money or they just need the opportunity. They just want somebody to give them an opportunity. What I'm noticing, though, is when you're on chapter 11 to chapter 49, it's almost like people are afraid to say, I need help. Because it's like, okay, I got here, I'm making 20K months, I'm making 50K months, like, I'm making the money, but I feel capped here. I feel like it's time for me to move on. I feel like if I don't continue doing what I'm doing, continue talking to my current client base. I feel like if I don't continue giving to them, that I won't have anybody. And I need people to know me and like me and trust me because that's how business is done. I'm afraid to move on to the people that are in chapter 30 or people that's in chapter 40 because I've been talking to the people in chapter 1 through 10 for so long that my self-esteem is is a bit low because I've been constantly working with people that just need an opportunity. And so it makes you wonder, like, when you talk about it's lonely at the top, right? Statements like that. People are not talking about, oh, it's just so lonely. Nobody up here is just me. No, it's lonely because... Everybody's focused on the people from chapter one through 10. 
And not many people are stepping outside of that to say, if you're on chapter 30, you already know you can do it. You already went through years of trial and error and testing and you already did these things. You've already surpassed and you can't keep going back to chapter one through 10 because eventually you're going to notice the people that are your peers or whatever moving beyond you. It's not even a conversation of comparing yourself. It's a conversation of what do they know that I don't know, but I don't want them to know my business because they're my peer. I need somebody neutral. That's a real thing. Like, that's a real thing. When you're focused on chapter one through 10, right? The beginners that are in year one through three, they don't mind sharing their, like, they don't mind referring you to their network. They're like, yeah, come on over. Like, yeah, come on. When you start getting to like year four up and you start talking about 20K and you start talking about, oh, you had a 30K month, but you're not happy. And something got to shake and now you got to transition it. And now you got to take yourself back down to maybe 5K months so that you can catapult to 70K months. Like a lot of people aren't comfortable talking about that, especially in group settings with their peers, because they don't want their peers to look at them like, oh, she messed up her business or oh, she ain't making no money or oh, this, 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 this. It's a real thing. You know your peers, you like your peers, but you don't trust your peers because you've had many years of really peeping game. You've had many years of scars and bumping your head. And so when I really looked at it like this no like and trust thing, I really boiled it down to three things. So if you if you love to take notes on my podcast, this is for you. Because this one, we're not going to be on here long. We got another, another 10 minutes and we're getting off of here, okay? But I just, I really thought about this. And I'm like, the clients that I work with, like... Most of it is mental. You know the strategy. You know the technique. You can teach it with your eyes closed. You know what you need to do. It's easy. You know it all. But that's dangerous to you because the level that you need to go to is a new mountain. And you have to be willing to be seen as a beginner. And a lot of people are not willing to be seen as a beginner. Because they want people to keep knowing them, keep liking them, and keep trusting them. Even though you know that the ones that you currently are bringing in are starting to drain you. It's starting to drain you to constantly have to go back and explain, here's how you do the most basic thing. Here's how you open and close the door. Like, it drains you to have to go back and continue to have these conversations with people. And instead of saying that, a lot of times leaders get in their head and they say, oh, well, you know... This is me giving back to the community. This is me helping. This person has the potential, right? But if you are consistently working on people's potential, of course, it makes sense why your energy is drained. It makes sense why you feel like, can you do it again? Because now you have to take your eyes off of what you're doing to focus on what you know is going to be the money maker, which is helping people who are in need. How do you help somebody who already is making the money and actually wants to go to their next level? See, that's a whole different way to enter the market. And there is a way that you can do it in a way that you can transition. So listen, here go the three that I that I've looked at when it comes to truly knowing, liking, and trusting. Okay, this is updated. So the 
episodes I did before, all my education and training where I talked about the no like trust factor still stands if you're in the new stages. But if you know that it's time for you to pivot and transition and you know some people are not going to like you anymore, they're not going to know you anymore because you know you've been playing too small, then this is for you. So first thing is being authentic versus being scripted. One of the biggest questions that I had last year is how do I know if I should do this? That was the biggest question I got last year from the beginners and from the advanced ones. How do I know if this is what I'm supposed to be doing? So that lets me know that we're moving too fast. We're going ahead and we're asking somebody else what we should do for ourselves. And that is programmed, honestly, because when we have so many programs that are talking about career tracks and test preps and you know, all of these things that help you figure out your next direction. A lot of times when you get into entrepreneurship, you realize that when you start moving along your path, there's going to come a point where it depends on you and you got to know you to the fullest. Most people don't study themselves until they get there. And so for me, I've been telling people, hey, from day one, you need to be studying yourself. You need to know your human design. You need to know what makes you tick and what makes you thrive. You need to know these things. Because I don't want you to get to where you're already making 20K, 30K, 50K months. And now it's hard for you to sustain because you built it on something that you don't even like. And now you're at 20K months and every time you take a client, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting the same questions. And when somebody comes in and they ask you a question where you're like, "Ooh, I haven't heard that before. Now you got energy. Now you peaked up. Right. And so that's a call for you to get into your authenticity, not you asking somebody else how to be yourself. No, you got to sit down. You got to meditate. You got to talk to God. You got to figure that out. Many people will tell you, if you want my advice, you got to pay me. Da, 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 da. Got it. It's the business world. The exchange is currency. Everybody gets paid for the transaction of services. Got it. But if you are paying somebody to tell you what you need to do, to be successful, and you don't even understand what success looks like for you, that's a problem. That is a problem. And most people won't tell you that. They're going to say, here's the link, go ahead and pay. I'm going to stop you right here. That is a problem. Before you work with me, especially on a high level, you have to be able to define what success means to you and own it. Don't just define it and say, yeah, I want to um, have a schedule like you and I want to make money and I want to just have a nice car and I want my vision board. Why? Oh, I want this car because, you know, it's a fancy car. No. When you own it, you own the car, the upkeep, the gas. You own all of it. So understanding what success looks like for you so that you can define it is going to help you to get further and to tap more into your authenticity. What it's also going to do is going to cause you to show up authentically because now you don't hesitate to say what your non-negotiables are. When people cannot meet the standard or when you cannot meet the standard that's needed for whatever, you're going to say, hey, unfortunately, I cannot assist you here. And you're going to say it with power. You're going to say it with power. Number two. Not sharing your life and revenue. I used to think that I have to share my life. I have to show all the behind the scenes. I have to show every time I'm doing something. I got to show me on the airplane. I got to show me doing all the work. I got to show me having my day to day. I got to show everything. 
And I used to think that I had to show my revenue. Like every day I need to get online and update people on my revenue. I was scrolling on social media one day. A person was, I don't know if they were live or if they had a video, but they were like, oh, people who have luxury pricing, they don't make a lot of money. Their months are slow. So you need to have affordable pricing so that others can afford you and you can make more daily. It really stuck with me because I was like, okay, At the beginner level, chapter one through 10, year one through three, we talk about the 333 per day. But what we don't talk about is, okay, 333 per day, if we're doing that among seven days, it's going to be a $2,500-ish week. What if you made $2,500 on a Monday? Is that a slow week? Is that a slow month? And when I understood that, I understood that for a lot of people, they can't like you or trust you when they don't believe that's possible for them. They ain't never seen that. They've never seen people be able to have $2,500 days consistently. Not Black Friday and holiday. They ain't seen it. And so it's easy for them to create this belief that says, my ceiling is 333 per day. And that cap is a great marker for people that are new. But you're past that. You for you, you're in a point where you're like, okay, 333 a day. If your service is a hundred dollars, sell four. Boom. And it's not even to be like, ooh, sell three. You know how to do the math. It's like sell four so you can get above that ceiling. And for you, it's like frustrating because. You're like, why? It's like it's like being a customer service rep and somebody keeps calling you, asking you the same questions. Are y'all open? Are y'all open? Are y'all open? Are y'all open? And you're just like, there's got to be more than this. <laughs> you're like, there's got to be more. There is. But you have to be willing to let it be more and not allow yourself to get capped because you're around people in their chapter one through 10 and you only place yourself around people in chapter one through 10 and it feels good to you because you're on chapter 11 like that feels good to you to help them because you're on chapter 11 but what about chapter 30 what about chapter 40 what about chapter 50 are you settling where you are because you don't believe that you can get there because you spent so much time in an environment that is where you've outgrown I mean, it's like being it's like being 18 years old and sitting in pre-K, right? It's not that the pre-K students don't know that they're 18. It's that the 18-year-old doesn't understand that they're not in pre-K. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Because you. the thing here is you don't have to share your life and revenue with people. But when you have a belief that is rooted in certain beliefs about your life and about your revenue, you believe that you have to showcase it or talk about it in a certain way. A lot of times it's not until you get out of that element and you get into a higher element that you can now look back and say, I outgrew that belief. I don't have to share my life. I don't have to share my revenue. 
I don't have to have these conversations online because my audience needs something more. If more instructors and educators and teachers and coaches actually took that stance, everybody can move further along. For me, my stance is every service provider should be making minimum 100K. Even if you're brand new, your first year, if you are serious while you're in school or while you're you know, learning, you should be preparing your budget so that you can get into somebody's program that is advanced. Because for you, you can skip the line. And this is for everybody. You can take an exponential leap and begin to maintain at that exponential leap. This is how so many people that I've worked with have been able to get to six figures in their first year of business. It was not because I treated them like, oh, well, in in your first three months, it should be like this. In your first six months, it should be like this. I don't know what your capacity is. You do. If I give you a five-year information that I did in five years... And it's been consistent every single year. And you can take that information and you can hard launch your first year and make six figures. That's based on your capacity. The information doesn't change. So I think we should definitely, you know, if we get away from constantly wanting people to understand us and like us, people will trust us. Because they'll know, like, this is who they authentically are. And they will know, like, this is a non-negotiable for this person. This person is not going to share their revenue because their revenue doesn't even matter to what you're doing. But if you want to see their revenue, maybe you should get into their paid containers. Right? It's just, it's just a shift there. Small shift there. Last one, talk to your client in their highest self. That kind of piggybacks off of what I was saying. But here's the thing. A lot of times we want to help people so bad because we see their potential. And I'm going to reiterate that. We want to help them so bad because we see their potential. But then when we see somebody that's actively in the doing, we assume that they don't need help. We assume that they got it. This happens in the career world. The most high-performing person, we assume they don't need help. We assume they don't need training. We assume that they can figure it out. We assume that they've got it. But then the person that's struggling, we spend so much time on them instead of being like, you can figure it out as well. And the world we're moving into is going to be heavily performance-based because people are not going to pay people that cannot perform well. And what that means for people who are not performing well or people who sit on the clock or people who just... You know, they sit and they're like, well, can you help me? Because I don't understand. Because they don't go within themselves to work to study and understand. People are not going to feel sorry for them anymore. If you listen to The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale, he talks about this. He talks about how we are only as strong as our weakest link. Because we have to keep going back to help the weakest link get stronger. We are moving into a time where the top performers are going to want to work together. The high-performance people are leaving nine-to-fives, but a lot of them don't want to be entrepreneurs or business owners. They're going to go work with people who also are high performers, and they will gladly shift into an employment or commission rate, something where they're well-paid for their expertise, and they're going to perform so that their bonuses and things like that can reflect. I absolutely love when I get to speak to um, my friend because he he has a spa and he talks about how he has six professionals that are six-figure earners and they work there. They don't own the building. They don't manage. None of that. They work there. 
And I'm like, you just don't know how amazing this is for the industry. Now, he doesn't teach. He doesn't do none of that. He just owns it and keeps it pushing. But I told him, I'm like, they're never going to want to leave. And he's like, they don't want to leave. They work here four days max. They're making their six-figure annual income. And they're able to do what they do and keep it pushing. And it's going to come a time where the new corporate is heavily performance-based. If you cannot perform, your performance will weed you out. And a lot of people aren't ready for that. But here's the thing. You don't have to be the person that takes the low performers and helps them to get up to where they need to be. That's the point of the basic foundations of school. You can work with an advanced person who has done the work, who has gotten a few scars, who has been burned a couple of times. You can take that person and work with them. Not in a way of you saying, oh, I know you've been burnt a couple of times. I know it's been hard. No, in a way of saying, you are in this. You are invested and you are rooted in this. You are ready to get your career to the next level. Let's go. The high performers are out there, but again, people assume that they don't need help, which is why there's so much information that talks only to the people who need help or need affordable options or need this, need that. But the people who got it, who might be a little nervous because they know their next level is calling, keep talking. They're going to watch. They're going to observe. They're going to be inspired. They may not even follow you. And they will click the link in your bio and they will pay. Why? Because they are self-starters. They know where the link is. They don't need emails every day to try to get them into your program. They don't need to have um, constant posts put up every day talking about why they should work with you. They see you working. And in their mind, they know they need to work with you. They can't explain it just yet. But let them have that time of their feeling. Let them have that time of them figuring out themselves in their own capacity because they're shifting what they need to shift around so that when they come and work with you, they're not playing no games. I can't wait to go deeper in this topic. We talk about this in my mastermind, by the way, but I can't wait to go deeper in this topic. So if you know that you feel called to work with me, you're ready to take your income to the next level and you're ready to take your life to the next level, like you're truly understanding that you are at the top of your industry for real, for real, and you're ready to get above that ceiling so that you can be a beginner, but create a new level of life for yourself. I want to invite you in the mastermind. The next mastermind is in March, April, and this mastermind is eight weeks. We spend two days together in person, which is really like a 24-hour because we got check-in, check-out. But those 24 hours are life-changing. And I want to see you there. So if you know that you want to be a part of the next mastermind, come over to Instagram at I am Nina Hayes. I'm going to answer your questions that you may have. And if you're ready to go, just send the word mastermind. I'll send you the link and we'll get started. We start mid-March. I can't wait to see you there. Hope you got some value out of today's podcast episode. If you did, please share with a friend. And yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Whatever you do, keep becoming elite.